We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another No Other Pod. It's a victory, victory. pod. That's right, Dan's, Dan's way ahead of me. Um, <laughs> I'm Jimmy, as usual. I have a little bit of a cold this week, so, uh, you know, just um, bear with what? me. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little rough, so just, just bear with me. I might sound a little crazy, but I got my boy Dan with me, as always. Dan, what is going on? It's fine, man. If you need me to take this thing over, I'll just go on a couple of rants right now, and we'll just call it a day. Just because an, uh, an hour a day. We're on a hell of a victory streak, my friend. And like I said, we get the job done when you're out of town. <laughs> it's a real thing. It happens. I go out of town, and suddenly we are like, I don't know, getting results left and right. So, Getting results, man. And it's like, it's well, let's not get crazy. Because it is against results. It's against people we should get results against, okay? It's not like we're beating an LAFC or an LA Galaxy or anybody like that, all right? It was Houston. But then we had <laughs> Minnesota, all right? I'll take it, but it was Houston. So let's just let's relax. Yeah, it was Houston. But, hey, you know what? At this point, three points is three points. We got to take them wherever we can oh, get yeah. them. So. I don't care if it's a PK in the 90th minute. I mean, you, you definitely take it. <laughs> and it uh it almost didn't happen this week we'll get into everything that happened but you know it was just about a a foot away an offside call away from not being a full three points so you know live and die by the offside flag but hey sporting kc survived and uh we have a victory pod so we will break down everything that happened in that game um want to make sure we do a shout out as we normally do to everybody who has left us a rating or review we didn't get any new ones this week but Keep them coming. So we appreciate all y'all who have done it before. Um, there you go. Little little stagnant, but that's okay. Uh, uh, you know, we get new listeners every now and then. People reaching out to us online saying, "Hey, I just started listening this week." And you know, we got people emailing us too, man, like letting us know that they're uh, maybe they're not on social media, but they're uh, they're definitely listening. They're listening. They're making your voice their ringtone. So that's a thing. They're like seven <laughs> eleven. You know, they're not always doing business, but they're always open. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, thank you guys so much. If you have left a rating or review, um, keep them coming. And Dan will um he'll sing your review live on the podcast. How about that? Oh what the fuck? So I just promised that. 
Yeah, I just threw it oh my out God. there. You know, so. <laughs> well, yeah, we got, we got to get different different styles. <laughs> I mean, are we talking reggae? Are we talking country? Let's let's get creative here, okay? I'm not just going to. I mean, you want me to do some opera? I'll do some opera. I mean, hey, you can do it. Do a little show tune in there, Broadway style. So <laughs> we'll, uh, oh, boy. we'll see. Hey, where'd but, you go this weekend? Where were you? I was uh, just north of San Francisco. I was at my cousin's oh, wow. wedding. So they, uh, my cousin got married to uh, a woman out north of San Francisco. So I flew out there, took part okay. in the festivities, drank many of an old-fashioned. And, uh, oh, boy. That's I, why I you're sick. Flew back on Monday. No, I don't know if old fashions will give you. You know, bourbon's supposed to help with a sore throat. So if anything, my throat should be perfect. Well, because... sure, but not like <laughs> not like nineteen bourbons. I mean, you know, he, he's up there on the juice there, bub. <laughs> I didn't have nineteen. You know, slightly south of that number. We'll say that. Um, <laughs> well, you missed a hell of a weather day here too, man. Like it was perfect for soccer. Yeah, it it you know I I didn't get to watch the game live because the rehearsal right. dinner was right at that time and I thought it would be frowned upon to pull out my phone and uh, and watch the mm-hmm. game while like you know the uh, the moms of the bride and groom were giving their speeches but I was keeping and tabs on it how to eat gotcha yeah 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 you know how these things that's go. what I think of by the way they're like all right you're gonna use your fork for this meal all right a yeah. lot of you idiots might want to use your spoon. But you need to use your fork. <laughs> We've <laughs> been through say, this, Jimmy. They uh, they chose to have like a barbecue catered rehearsal dinner, oh, and they were all excited about the barbecue. And I was like, "Y'all don't talk to me about barbecue. I just flew from Kansas City, so San Francisco yeah, barbecue they... is not going to stack up to Kansas City barbecue." Right? Would so, they have like some, uh, just like a, a a pig or something? What they what they do? There was some some fancy brisket. And uh, you know some uh, some sausage and whatnot, and and there was what was mm. trying to be potato salad, but it was like I think supposed to be like San Francisco like healthy California potato salad. So it was basically just a potato oh. without. Did they like, have the rice aroni? There was no rice aroni. No rice aroni. I'm told that that is the San Francisco treat, and it's not at your <laughs> rehearsal dinner. Get the hell out! <laughs> They'll true. be divorced in no time. That's true. If there's no rice aroni, then what are we doing? Why are we in San Francisco? I didn't get a treat. Um, but but yeah, it uh it, it, it was a good time. I uh, I did keep tabs on the game though. You uh you were holding the fort down back in Kansas City and yeah, I was told to do the Twitter and uh, <laughs> I was doing my best to offend people. So there you go. That's what we all come to expect and hope for when you were running the Twitter. So <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I did no, okay. It was great. It was great. I uh, I enjoy when you run the Twitter because I got to check in and be like, "What is happening?" And then I'm thoroughly entertained. <laughs> so why have we lost 300 followers? What's happening? <laughs> why, why are we now fighting with uh, the entire state of Texas? Um, right? Da- no. Did Dan piss <laughs> off Jewish people again? What happened? <laughs> did that happen? I don't remember that happening. No, that did not I happen. That, that we're okay. a, we're role playing right now. It's joke. Okay, there you go. You, you said mentioned it, you Texas. Said it, I mentioned Jewish. Well, you said again, and I was like, oh my god, I missed something terrible that happened. I thought, and, uh, I thought we were role playing. I thought it was a whole thing. It. We're, we're, okay. we're riffing. I'm I'm gonna pretend that it's my brain on the medicine that I'm on right now. That's why I'm a little slow <laughs> the here. Meds, yeah. the quaaludes. Blame blame the med. I did come from California. More things are legal there. I did not partake. Oh, but oh, um, what? You didn't bring any back? 
I, I was worried about you know getting caught and then locked up and then who knows what will happen yeah. given do they how things check are going. for that like at the airport oh yeah they got drug dogs yeah. and stuff yeah you can't fly with it really? so well, yeah. see, i had a buddy i had a buddy who did and i was visiting him in minneapolis and he's like yeah brought this back from california and i was like you drove to california he's like no i flew i said what how does that even happen and why aren't you in prison and he's like, I just brought it on the plane. I was like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> well, the next how come question you didn't is, get sniffed? Well, the next question is, where did he store it to get it on the plane? Cause, oh, you know, in his bungus. Yeah, Definitely in his bungus. Oh, yeah. I had some. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. You had some butt weed. But <laughs> it's not great. Not so. good. But anyways, I was just wondering. I didn't know if you were a, a lawbreaker like that, if you were going to bring some back for the class but uh that's okay i am sorry i brought some beer back but that doesn't really help you so no it doesn't really do much um anyway now that we're eight minutes in and have already talked about buttweed let's uh let's talk about the game shall we (laughs) that's a bad phrase (laughs) um game was good man it was was fun how was how was the uh the environment in the stadium uh it was cool it felt Every game's feeling the same now. It's feeling tense because we know we know what the stakes are. The team knows what the stakes are. I mean, players aren't even acknowledging like fans anymore, right? Johnny came over literally to our section. Everyone starts cheering, "Great goal, Johnny!" Blah blah blah. He didn't even acknowledge us because he's like in the zone, man. He's so focused. So he squirted his water bottle in his mouth. He shared yeah. it with another player on the other team, and I said, "Don't share it with him. That's your water, Johnny. That's victory." Don't give him water. water. Yeah. Don't do that shit. He stays dehydrated, okay? And it w- I just think they're really focused in on the field that they're like, "You know what? We'll play with the fans afterwards. Like, let's get let's take care of business." Yeah. I mean, it's basically the playoffs now. I mean, like it's essentially them, uh, sure. losing you're done. So, if there's Bro, any we got hope two in... games against yeah. Portland coming up, and those are huge. Those are the biggest games ever. Yeah, they're huge. This this one coming up this weekend is going to be weird because of uh, all the international absences that we'll talk about for, for you know, also That's some right. injuries for Portland in particular. Um, Could be fun. We'll talk so about you're that. saying there's a chance, right? There's there's a chance. We are not mathematically eliminated by any means. Vancouver is. They're done. Um, but we're not. Huh. So, they're always done. Um, Sporting KC came out uh, this week in a 1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1 formation. <laughs> Um, hey, did you see I tagged Houston in that post? I was like, look at my guess on formation. <laughs> it was just a, 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 a conga line on the field and uh, yep. confused everybody. Um, <laughs> but no, it, uh, it, it, I mean, it was the 4-3-3, right? I mean, <laughs> they, can, they can do whatever they want or say whatever they yeah. want, but we're running a 4-3-3 and everybody knows it, even though MLSsoccer.com. Yeah. Running up to be an extra winger. Yeah, he's pushing up some, but I mean, MLSsoccer.com is still trying to like market as a four-one-four-one, and I'm like, we're not fooling anybody. I don't know if like this is Peter like went to MLS Soccer and was like, hey, we gotta change change up the chalkboard. Like, we can't show them it's a four-three-three. They'll never know. And I'm like, well, <laughs> they do know. But um, yeah, we seem to have found a uh, a lineup that that is pretty consistent over these last few wins and uh, some substitutions that are pretty consistent over these last few wins. So, uh, 
you saw this lineup come out. I, I don't think it probably was, was very surprising given what we had seen before. And, and were you feeling pretty good once you saw this 11? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you love to see some consistency. Uh, finally, you know, we finally made it to have a team that doesn't change up their lineup every week. And uh, right. that's that's when we've always been at our best in the past. Uh, still no, still no Johan to be found. I'm pretty sure he is on the way out somewhere. So that's kind of crazy to think of. But but yeah, man, I, I dug it. I dug the lineup. Yeah, Johan. Uh, we got we got some questions. You know, we'll just answer this one right off the bat. Do we think Johan's going to be in the 18 given the uh, international call ups? No, don't think so. Yeah, no way. I mean, I don't. I think you'd see Felipe Hernandez go in there before him. Yeah, or uh, Gideon Zalalem. He hasn't been in the 18 for a little bit. Probably get his Zalalem sure. sighting. So, but we'll we'll talk about that. Um, but you mentioned it: roster consistency or lineup consistency. Excuse me. Um, that's huge. I mean, just the fact that we have the same back line starting three games in a row, that is not something that happened all year. Like at one point it was like we had played 22 different starting 11s through 24 games or something like that. It's crazy. Um, look what a little lineup consistency does. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see how this has sort of evolved, um, over the, uh, the course of the season and, and Peter's found something that he likes sticking with. Um, Sporting KC seem to to come out pretty strong as as they have over the last few games. Um, one heavily one possession over the course of the game, but especially early, it was very Sporting KC heavy, and it was uh, only the twelfth minute. And I think this was huge when Johnny Russell um, scored what ended up being the only goal of the game, the go ahead goal of the game. Um, but it was a uh, just a nice little header that he got at the the left side of the the six yard line and headed it beautifully across the face of goal. Nothing Joe Willis could do there. I think it was maybe just a little breakdown defensively from AJ De La Garza, who didn't know that Johnny was there, and it goes right into the left side of the net, and uh, suddenly it's one zero Sporting KC. So it was awesome right in front dude. of the Cauldron. It was Graham Smith going over there. I mean, he he didn't mean to give it to Johnny. He just meant to put it in a dangerous position. You know what I mean? And boy, did he. I mean, that was on a platter for Johnny. Uh, I think Hurtado was like, ah, shit, too far. And Johnny was like, nope, I'm here. Watch out. It was was beautiful. Yeah. And how about Graham Smith getting all the way to the other end line as a center back and being able to put that ball in there in a place where Johnny can get it? He made the team of the week this week, man. Deservedly so. I mean, look, he's started three games now, three games in a row, and and we've let up one goal combined over the course of those three games. Three wins. Well, you know, dude, he hasn't even been with the team for two full seasons yet. And it's like he's got a lot of swope time, and who who thought he'd be in this starting position? Because out of all the partners Beasler has had in the back line, I mean, Botan Barat, Andreu Fontas, um, that that Graham Smith would be the one to to kind of solidify it. Like I think I think if you're going out there next weekend and you're like I don't think anyone's asking the question who's next to bees? Who's next to bees? Which we were asking ourselves that every week. And I don't feel like I, I'm asking that anymore. No, not at all. I will uh I would like to uh, show you some game film of Andre Fontes and show you some game film of Graham Smith and ask you which one is the million dollar center back and which one is the center back making fifty seven thousand dollars. Because Jesus, dude, fifty-seven thousand—that's crazy. Yeah, and he's starting over a dude that makes a, a literally a million dollars more than he does because he makes a million fifty thousand per year. 
So I don't. Wow. Well, he's gonna he's gonna feel like Ike Oparo next year and be like, I'm too I'm too valued. I'm out of here. Then we're gonna trade him to Minnesota, and they're gonna win the West, and we're gonna be terrible. Go. So Minnesota's no. killing it, by the way. They're they're crazy. They fell fell down the standings a little bit, but you know the West is so tight that like one misstep and you can swing like six Dude. places. So the West is so tight. We're in, you know, we're like five points out of a playoff spot, but like not like what three points separate second and seventh or something like that. Uh, if you look at the West right now, yeah, so it's uh it's six points between second and eighth place, four points between second and seventh. So. Jesus. It's, it's a little we're wild. In, we're in like ninth, right? We're in ninth. We're we're five points out of a playoff spot right now. Right. Um, but dude, look at that. Like, a, a, and Portland has games in hand too. Uh, pretty much just one, I think. But they can. Uh, God, they'll they could they could finish like fourth place, man. That's insane. Yeah, that's why it's huge. We we beat Portland both times. Like we don't have room to slip up there. Um, right. Absolutely. But. I do want to talk a little, you know, there's no more scoring in this game. We all know we won 1-0, but there were chances. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was Dude, definitely not for lack of chances. Yeah. Shallow is shooting, man. Keep shooting, brother. Yeah. he's He still hasn't found the net, but, you know, 19th minute, um, he had a chance here. There was a ball that was uh, sort of put in front of the net um, on the cross. I think it was Zussi. Shallow gets on the end of it, and it's like just inches away from from getting in the back of the net. And it's like, man, what does this guy have to do to buy a goal? Um, he's getting in dangerous places. It's, I think it even went off the crossbar. Um, and it's just, man, then what, he's gonna get one. He's gonna get one in like a, a perfect time. Like we're gonna need it, and he's gonna be the hero. I can just, I you just kind of feel it coming, you know. Yeah, well then in the 34th minute, he had another one-timer off of a gorgeous Johnny pass, and he, you know, it didn't necessarily test Joe Willis that much, but, I mean, uh, went right he's, at him. he's shooting, he's feeling it, and, and that's, at least for and me, shoot or I don't... shoot, man. Yeah. If you have the ball at your feet, and you know you can shoot, take it every time. I mean, that's like Kobe Bryant, dude. I think he has the go-ahead to shoot a three-pointer every time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and you know, it... it for me, at least, it's it's still frustrating that he can't put him away shallowly so far this year. But it yeah. it seems like it's progress because do you remember at the start of the year there were sometimes we were just screaming like shoot shoot what are you doing and he just like right. did not have the confidence to pull the trigger. Um, He's got it now, and it's it's gonna go. I I'm, I'm feeling that. Yeah, it's gonna come at like you know decision day, and we need a goal to make the playoffs, and that's when it'll finally come or something. Um, well, shallow. He's not going to Hungary this weekend. I mean, maybe he gets it. Maybe he steps up big in Portland this weekend. Might be because yeah, Johnny's going to be gone. So I mean, we might see a front line of hell. It could be Gerso, Hurtado, and and Shallowy up there. Yeah, um, that's that's my guess. I mean, I, Gerso didn't start this week again, so it's like I, I can only imagine they're going to start him uh, this coming Saturday. Yeah, maybe put Gerso on the right side, Daniel on the left, and Hurtado up top. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, so, as, yeah, Gerso's played right and left. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would expect Gerso to be on the right if he does start and uh, alongside Shallowy because I don't think Shallowy has really ever played on the right side. Um, yeah, you're right. Gerso's the interchangeable one. 
I'm, I'm yeah. okay with that front line. I mean, Hurtado's gaining confidence. We just said Shallow is gaining confidence. Gerso's going to have that speed. I don't hate it. Yeah. So, a um, couple other things of note here. You know, Christian Ramirez, he uh, he had a bicycle kick attempted right before halftime. That, uh, you know, I don't know that it ever got too close to actually being successful, but it, it you know, gives you pause for a second. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't close, but it was scary. Hey, you know that's his second time being at Children's Mercy Park this year? Oh, because he was with LAFC, huh? Yeah, crazy, right? And I knew it, too, because he had the same freaking free kick that he scored on right outside the box. And I was like, dude, he's going to go low again because he scored uh, when Ilya jumped too high. Remember that? Yep, 100%. And he did, dude. He did go low again. And I'm like, I called it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> You've been watching the game film. I know. I'm on it, man. To the scouting report. Uh, and they knew. They're like, we ain't jumping on you, Superman. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting because he start. You know, he hasn't been starting for Houston. Mario Minotas has been the one that's typically starting at, at center forward that's for Houston. Right. Um, but They've been asked been the, if they want to play both of them at the same time in like a 4-4-2. I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't blame them except for the fact that supposedly Minotas is the subject of some European transfer rumors which some Uh-oh. people have speculated that that's why they, they held him out because the European window for, for some leagues isn't quite closed yet. Um, and so, you know, there was rumor that uh, Sporting CP out of Portugal had, had made a bid of more than $8.5 million for Manotas. Um, huh. and, and if I'm Houston, I sure as hell take that because you're not getting almost $10 million for a 24-year-old forward from a European club. Like that's that's too good of a deal to pass up, but there's uh, supposedly some some fine tuning they're still trying to do as far as like sell on clauses and stuff. So it's 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 not done yet. It's not dead yet. It's just kind of still working out. But we'll see. Something to to, to watch. Um, yeah. Second half, you know, more of the same. Eric Hurtado got in a dangerous area. He did what he does. He makes a run on the right side of the box, and Johnny gave him the ball. Got a, a hard shot off at Willis, but, you know, kind of like shallow. He hit it right at him, so never really, right. really tested him. Never really him. has the angle at that point. It's like there's no angle there. You just got to hit it hard and low and hope something happens. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it, he keeps getting that, that run there, and I almost wonder if um, if sort of people have watched the film on him and they're willing to give him that run because the angle is so tight. That they're right. they're almost betting on like okay he's got to hit it perfectly to beat us and and we're betting that it's less of a chance he's going to hit it perfectly than if we give him more space in the middle so give him that run and and we'll just take our chances yeah protect the middle absolutely hey what do you are you liking Luis over on the left side there yeah I mean look something's working with this back line um you know yeah. I think he seems like he's getting more and more comfortable as he plays more games. Yes, and now let me tell you this. I, I we're recording on Tuesday. I listened to uh, Beasler's interview this morning on the radio, and he was uh, Beasler was lauding his performance. He's like, "I, dude, the guy. It usually takes a player like, you know, a tra- a training camp or a whole season at times to get to know a team and know how they play. Right now, he's just playing games using his own instincts, which means he has really good soccer instincts." And you can see that. I mean, the dude knows where to go. He hustles. And he's very offensive-minded, too. I mean, Seth Sinovic is not 
making a run and dribbling the ball into the box, that's crazy. Uh, I, every game, I'm just like, oh, Seth has lost his job. It finally happened, people. So you think so? Because we can, you know, I, there's a couple other plays I want to talk about. But, you know, we did uh, we did get a question um, that, you know, from, from Nathan Jay asking, has Martins replaced Sinovic? And I think there might have even been one other question where someone asked, um, you know, is, is this finally it? Um, so you're thinking, you're, you're predicting. Feels like it. Definitely okay. feels like it. I mean, they paid good money to get him here from overseas, and uh, he's fitting in right now. I mean, we're going to have a midweek game coming up soon uh, at Minnesota. So, I mean, maybe that's a time to give him a little bit of a rest and put Seth back in there. I mean, it's just – but at the same time, if the formula's working, don't change it up. If we're winning games and making a run at the playoffs, let this squad do it. You know what I mean? Bring the same people in. Uh, as substitutions, like he's been doing, uh, except for Gerso. I mean, you can't end this weekend in general. You really can't do that. You got to start some guys. Uh, I just, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's 27 years old. He's he's an, a number of years younger um, than uh, than Seth Sinovic. Um, you know, he he has eight years of professional experience. Um, I think I'm pretty sure the club got him on a free, but they're probably paying him a, a pretty decent amount of money. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've been here before with Sesenovic. Many people have tried and many people have failed, but Seth's out of contract at the end of this year. Um, I don't know. This one feels like this might be a little different, but also we're only three games into the Luis Martins era. So yeah, we'll see. For sure. Um, couple other highlights just to cover 66th minute johnny russell almost did it again man he uh he's dangerous on these set pieces takes it from just outside the box forces joe willis to go diving and he had to get the dive right because it was on frame and it was going to go in the back of the net so pretty exciting moment there and uh and then of course the moment that took everyone's breath away just about 73rd minute um this happened probably what directly in front of where you were sitting just about where uh albert ellis uh times a run gets a gets the ball sends it across the face of goal to christian ramirez who puts it in the back of the net but it's called back because uh, albert Elise was what looks like about a foot offside so no goal um i don't know you i'm, I'm guessing if you were in your normal spot you had a pretty good view of this so what did you think i mean i I couldn't really tell. Uh, the guy next to me said that it was uh, definitely offsides, and uh, you just kind of hoped. You're like, please review this shit. Please review it. You know, and you got to hand it to the side refs. Um, they they're really keeping their flags down or, and waiting for the goal to happen. I mean, they're really letting the play play out rather than stopping it, and that's cool. I, you got to applaud pro in that uh, situation there. But Albert Elise was pissed, as he usually is when things don't go his way because he seems like a little baby, but uh, a <laughs> little Sex Panther baby. But he, oh, he definitely yeah. uh, he, he definitely was very upset about that. Yeah, and the replay, to me, it looks like he's offside. looks like it was a good call. Um, yeah. So you like them keeping the flag down because I've heard a lot of people say that they've been doing that too much because it risks um, injury for some other players and you know i know they, they're instructed hey keep the flag down because with var see how it plays out you know let's see if a, a goal is scored and then you raise it and then if, yeah. if they have to overturn it they can um 
So you you, no, you like that they're doing that? Sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, put yourself in the team's situation. Put yourself in those shoes. Like, if if the referee just made a mistake and he's not off sides at all, you know, it's going to get reviewed. All goals get reviewed, anyways, pretty much. Um, so I don't know, man. It could definitely benefit or screw your team. So I, I think it's good for the game. Yeah, I think in this specific play, it was definitely the right call for the assistant referee to do. Um, this one was close enough that, and, and you know, look, we're looking at it in slow motion, and we can stop it and rewind. He's watching this thing in real time. So as close as Elise was to, to being onside, I do not blame him for letting the play play out to see what happens. I know there are some times, and, and this I do understand also, where it seems like it's fairly obviously offside, and then they're like, why are you letting it play out? Because then you are just risking people getting hurt for no reason. Like, if you're, like, really confident it's offside, then just throw out the flag. Don't risk somebody getting hurt. But Yeah, and I think they try to. I mean, if it's really if they're really confident, I think they throw it up, don't they? But if it's really close, they're like, nope, leave it, just leave it down. Yeah, I think they're getting better about it maybe anecdotally i would say that split time decision though i mean you need to like i don't know you need to make a decision right then and there i i definitely do not want to be the one to have to to make those split second decisions um right i mean you're what you having to watch okay is are they you know in line with the defender are they just ever so slightly ahead of the defender but where is the ball when it's kicked? Like, how does how does that all match it? Like, how you're basically having to watch two places at once, and um, yeah, it's it's next to impossible to to do that. I think, uh, I don't know. It is not a job that I envy by any means. No, um, for sure. So, but we did win. Um, so now we we head into uh, to Portland to uh to take on the portland timbers um they are in ahead of us in the mls standings um as we mentioned before they are currently in eighth place so they're sitting outside of the playoff uh, position they have one game in hand over the la galaxy they're in 40 points um we are tied on games with the la galaxy through 28 um but we are on 37 points so pretty huge matchup coming up for uh for um Sporting KC, of course, we will be missing a number of key players um, who are out on international duty. Um, Botan Barat, Christian Namath, um, Gianluca Buzio, Nico Hasler, all with uh, international teams uh, in addition to, and these are the two really important ones, Felipe Gutierrez and Johnny Russell. Um, so we're going to have we're gonna have some holes to fill. Um to be fair, Portland also will have some players missing as well. Um, you know, Zambrano, Flores, and Paredes are being called up, um, but then they have a number of people who will be missing um, due to injury. Um, you know, that includes you know Laris Mabiala, Cascante, uh, Marco Farfan. So um, it's it's just you know this is going to be a weird game with a lot of people out. So I, how are you feeling ahead of? traveling to a place that is traditionally very tough to play in what is essentially a must-win game. Oh, not not great. I mean, Portland's tough to play anyway. So, uh, But when you when you kind of feel like they're, they're missing a lot of people too, it really does feel kind of like it evens the sides up a little bit. And uh, 
I don't know, man. Maybe we can escape out of there with a victory because anything less than three points right now, road or home games, I mean, it's kind of unacceptable. It's detrimental. we got to have it. Yeah, yeah, especially against a team that is ahead of you. They're the closest team ahead of you, yeah. um, even though Huge. they have a game in hand. Like, this is this is pretty much, like, as much of a must-win as you can possibly have. Um, right. So, if you look at who will be lining up on the field, I would guess, um, you know, we're, we're probably looking at, uh, you know, we mentioned the back line probably is the same. I think you'd agree. You know, Zussi, Beasler, Graham Smith, and, and Martins sitting in front of Melia. Um, the midfield, probably Roger, Benny, and Ilya start, maybe. I don't know. That doesn't really give you a number ten, which is tough. Yeah, that that is tough. I mean, you Benny used to be that position, but he's kind of you know dropped back a little bit since you know the years have gone by. I don't think he I don't think he'd be up there as the number ten. Yeah, and and Roger and Ilya can't really be the number ten. So, um, I mean, do you you could see something crazy? I, I mean, Johan would be that number ten, but I just don't think he's going to play. Um, yeah, maybe you no see. Way. I mean, Jimmy he's not Madranda? even showing up in team pictures anymore. No, so like Jimmy Madronda could be a dark horse to to line up there. Gedeon Zalalem could be a dark horse to line up there, or they ask Benny to be vintage Benny for one game, and I don't know if he can do it. Right. And then uh, wingers, probably Gerso and and Shallowy with Hurtado up top. I mean. This is this is a weird one, so it's gonna be weird, know. and it's just they're just gonna have to come together and get something done because it's uh it's gonna be very unconventional. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be very odd, um, but I don't know. Do you think we can get a full three points against Portland? I mean, now I do. Yeah, with them missing that many people, I mean. Is uh, is Valeri still around? I mean, is he hurt or anything? Uh, as far as I know, Valeri's still around. Valeri's around. Well, Chara's around. And that sucks. That sucks. Fernandez too. is around. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're good. Jeremy Bobise, he's very like this is a talented Portland team. Um, I don't All know. Right. Like part of me, if you look at the remainder of the Sporting KC schedule. Um, part of me is like, okay, if you get a draw in Portland and absolutely beat them when they come back to Kansas City at the end of September, then okay, maybe. Um, that's not the worst thing, but then you pretty much have to beat the Galaxy in LA, Colorado at home, Minnesota away portland when they come back here and fc dallas away because there's really no room for error if you don't get the full three against portland here because you have just two more points you got to make up against them that's a lot of stress that's a lot of pressure it'll be a lot easier if we can win i just i don't know that i can sit here and and predict honestly that i think we're gonna win in portland given how shorthanded we are so right 
It's going to be tough, man. I think I have to be happy if we get a draw. It's just going to be like, man, this is going to be a big uphill climb. Um, but I don't know. We did have Graham Smith selected to MLS Team of the Week, like you said. We're coming off three straight wins. Um, Portland did win last week against RSL. Uh, but, you know, stranger things have happened in MLS than a shorthanded team winning on the road. So <laughs> that's true. We'll just have to see, man. It's uh we could we could talk about it forever, but it's uh it it's make or break time now. I mean you've you've gotten it done at home these past few games, so go see what you can do on the road. A little a little added confidence. Yeah. I think what we need to do is we need to get Darren Meeker and his baby up to the game, one of our listeners, because he was telling us in a tweet that put his baby on a poster a couple games ago and uh sporting one and then had her at the game last game and we won so maybe his little baby is our good luck charm new little baby whiz so So, think uh yeah we just need to uh get get the club to fly them on up to portland and and have a uh (laughs) have a good luck charm there um absolutely drake ewing one of our uh favorite listeners who who is always asking us questions um do you believe skc can claim that last playoff spot (laughs) So you made that you got, I don't know. I got it. Maybe I just took it wrong. You kind of made that like, Oh, he's always asking us questions. <laughs> oh no. I meant that as a good thing. No, I, I know. I, I know you didn't mean it that way. Ugh, that Drake asking questions. No, no. It gives us things to talk about when people ask us questions. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what was his question? <laughs> Do you think SKC can claim that last playoff spot given how things are standing oh. right now? Dude, short answer. Yes. I mean, truly, I really do think so. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I think I think we can. I think it's it's tough. Um, but with every win, those those odds increase. So yeah. Um. We already uh, we already answered Nathan Jay's question about has Martins replaced Sinovic. Um, but you know, he asked, "What Starting do we do?" Yeah, but he, he had a couple other questions he had. What do we do if Shallowy remains scoreless the entire season? I mean, oh Jesus, I dude still is on a pretty decent deal. I think he's not making that much money. I think you write him out for another year and see what happens. Is what I would do. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't think you're ready to part with him at all. I mean, Peter hasn't trashed him. He hasn't benched him. He he sees him out there doing good things and making good runs to the ball. I mean, he's he's doing good things. He's just not putting numbers on the board. It's almost uh, very Kyrie Shelton-esque, you know, how Kyrie was doing everything that yeah. Peter wanted. He just wasn't scoring. Yeah. Um, Viet Fan asks, what's going to happen with Namath? Is he going to be Hurtado's backup, or is he going to go back as a winger when Sporting first had him in 2015? Dude, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate him as a winger at all. I know he doesn't want to play winger, though. He just doesn't want to. I mean, he says his natural position is striker. Peter said his natural position was striker. Peter lauded him as a striker when they brought him back and said that his ability to play striker and the way he plays striker would be something different than Sporting KC has had but has not really panned out, despite the fact that Namath actually is fairly high in expected goals for strikers, but so much of that came from very early games in the year. Um, 
I just he's out of contract at the end of this year, and unless he takes a significant and I mean significant pay cut, he's not coming back. We're not paying him a million dollars to do what he's doing again. That's just too right. much. So um Deborah Hunter said thoughts on Christian Ramirez. Uh he's one of my favorites. He's been moving around a lot. Do you think we could get him and would he fit at sporting? So I just want to say You'd love I don't that. you know you would love that. <laughs> Deborah, I, I you know, I don't know how long you've been listening. If you've been around a while, awesome. If you're new, uh you may have missed some of my my pleas for Superman in the past. <laughs> I do love me some Christian Ramirez. I thought when he was with Minnesota and there were rumors that Minnesota was shopping him, he would be a great fit for sporting system. Um, I thought he was, he could do things that Kyrie Shelton does just as a better finisher. Um, had I known LAFC was shopping him around, I would have said, yes, please bring him. We are in need of a striker. Get Christian Ramirez. And then he wound up in Houston. I do like him. I like his style of play. All I can say is, though, if there's been two opportunities to trade for him and we haven't done it, it's probably not going to happen at this point. So, Sounds about know. right. Um, she also was the person who was asking about, has Seth lost his spot to uh, Luis Martin? She says she does think that. So um, thank you for that. Um, Johnny Strife, what happened to Croze? We still don't know. It is still a mystery, but he probably won't play. Uh, did you see? Yeah, we're there never was some, solving that mystery. We won't someone, solve that for years. No, but someone took a picture that he was just sitting in the stands of Children's Mercy Park, just like normal seats. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was very Not odd. Not even with a fake mustache or a fedora or nothing. I mean, he just had glasses and his blonde head, looking like Eminem sitting out there. So, I don't know. <laughs> looking like Eminem's? What? From a from a distance in a grainy photo. Oh, I'm, I kind of looks you like meant the candy. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, Slim Shady. I'm not even joking right now. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Looking like a peanut M M&M. and M. Um, That's what I thought. I was like the yellow M M&M? and M. What are you saying? No, the rapper. Um, the rapper of the M and M's. That's yep. crazy. Yep, just the hard shell of the candy. <laughs> Johan melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Um, oh I don't know what that God. means. Well, that is that's nasty. Well, that's weird um, that he was even there for once. So super weird. Yeah, and then uh, you know, last question from Twitter. Rusty says, you know, do we see Johan or Fontas in the eighteen this week? I think we already kind of answered this. Yes, Fontas. No, Johan is my guess. Do you agree? Probably. I mean, probably. Yeah. Just Definitely, if, right? yeah, I mean, because well, probably Fontas just because there's nobody else. Botan's yeah, gone. Yeah, definitely Fontas. But I don't know. I just I can't see Johan at this point um, ever getting back into the 18. So um, man, he killed somebody. He he did something wrong. Yeah, it's something is not great. Um, How come no I, one's like? Why is no one asking? Why is no one asking where he's at? Why is that being hidden from the news? People have asked. It's just they won't answer. All they keep saying is coach's decision, he's working. Coach's decision, he's working. Like they what does won't that mean say. he's working? What does that mean? Like he's practicing? That's, that's a vague way to avoid saying he's not practicing, but also say try to make it sound like maybe he is practicing. 
Cause... Oh my god, this is the craziest <laughs> thing since Brexit. Yeah, and who knows if that happens now either. The I know. British government is very confusing. People are just walking across rooms, switching political parties. Someone grabs something and they're not supposed to grab like a symbolic hammer or something. I don't know. Things are always happening. They're yelling at each other. It's weird. So. I don't understand anything you just said. But I'll tell yeah. you this. It's British government. I wish the Johan thing was happening when we had that Peter Vermees Q&A at the fantasy camp. Because he kind of <laughs> said, like, you know, nothing's off limits. I'll do my best to answer. And let's be honest, you know I wouldn't have had the balls to ask. But I wish someone would have. That's <laughs> when you get, uh, was Chris there with you? Get him to do it. No, he was not. He's going to no. do it next year. And I think I don't think he has the balls either. No offense, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did get an email from uh, from Natasha again. Uh, oh, consistent our, our IBF, our, our irritable our, bowel friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, IPF, um, right? IPF, invisible pod friend. Yeah. I fucked that but, up. You know, I don't know. Maybe somebody in the equation has irritable bowels. I don't know who. Um, <laughs> Richard's at home going, oh, how's he, he talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, Natasha said that she was catching up on, on some SKC podcast and, and wants to know, why does MLS allow teams like LAFC and Inter Miami, who can afford to make multiple marquee signings before the first season ever begins, to participate in the expansion draft? And then, you know, she goes on to talk about how it's an unfair tax on smaller market teams like Kansas City. And then, um, you know, brings up the Latif example and then asks, do you think we'll lose anyone to Miami or Nashville um, or will our poor performance protect our players? So, mm. I can't see us know. losing anyone, can you? Um, you know, I'm trying to think about who. There, there's no one Maybe like Luis a Latif. Martins. Well, you know, he's an international player, so that makes him a little bit easier to protect, ironically. If you think back to the reason we lost Latif, because there's a minimum number of international players you have to protect. And the reason we lost Latif is because he just got a green card weeks prior, so he suddenly counted as a domestic player, and we had too many other domestic players that we wanted to protect. Uh, So we had to leave him sort of open. Um you know, biggest travesty of the season. I'm not saying he would have changed it around, but he uh, he might have helped. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't I don't know honestly. I mean, I'm looking at you know the types of players that that might be left available and and you know where they're sal- like someone honestly someone like a Graham Smith might be the type of person who is most likely to be taken. So they'd have to use one of those spots to protect him. Uh, and I think they probably would at this point, but he's probably one of the the most appealing assets we have. He's got some some starts under his belt, only making fifty seven thousand a year. Man. I could see somebody could like so Nashville. Say, could you go so far to say that they that Sporting would like to build around him and keep him in that center back position for the long haul? Young dude, a lot of potential, always learning. I mean, he's he's a smart guy. He's a good guy. Um, he's he's getting some good experience right now. He's he's pretty young. They can keep grooming him alongside Beasler, unload that Fontas contract. Um, that's that's not a bad piece to have. So it's a pretty hot take right there. There you go. That's what you come here for. Some hot takes. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I don't know. Um, good question, Natasha. I don't know why we still do expansion drafts. I think it's dumb. You're right. They 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 punish certain teams like Sporting KC for spending all that money to scout and find and groom and, and bring Latif over and get him a green card. And then LAFC and Bob Bradley are just like, okay, thank you. We'll take him. And uh, it sucks. So uh, It does indeed. I tried to find out before this pod if they are going to have one next year. I would assume they will, but I have not heard for sure one way or the other. Um, obviously, Sporting was exempt from the FC Cincinnati expansion draft because of MLS making up their rules as they go. So they said since you got taken a player taken in the LAFC expansion draft, you are not eligible to have a player taken in the FC Cincinnati expansion draft. Um, so. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I, don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I hate the expansion draft. I know why we do it. Other leagues do it as well. Uh, it just kind of sucks. But uh, Graham Smith would be a prime target. I don't think uh, – what, what, are we talking MLS at all? Uh, do we have any, anything else to really talk about here? Uh, I mean, the only things I was going to say was, one, I was going to make fun of the $100 T-shirts that Sporting KC released. Um, oh, yeah. Now, that's – you know, we don't like to trash our own club. And we're not trashing. It's just, it's a little tough, man. That's not necessarily the market. And I, I, I kind of felt that way with Beesler and Seth Sinovic's company a little bit with the state soccer. I was like, that's cool. I'm all for entrepreneurship and, and great for them doing a company. But it was kind of pricey athletic apparel when I could go buy like an Under Armour shirt for half the price or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. And I I mean, I have never heard of Baldwin before. Shows you that I am not the target no, audience for this. You know, we've had some like Dude, Drew Vanderplug. I feel Vanderplug. like I can make it up. I feel yeah. like I can make that shirt. Well, like Drew Vanderplug, one of our listeners, told us like, hey, if you're familiar with Baldwin, then you know this is what they do. And I was like, okay. Um, I, right. I I've seen Drew I, wear Baldwin all the time. Dude's a classy <laughs> motherfucker. Drew wears his $400 jeans and his $100 t-shirts and his $68 <laughs> optic white t-shirts because it's not just white it's optic white um stop buying jeans with holes in them drew <laughs> i don't know if drew wears baldwin um but i don't know either yeah he uh he had at least heard of baldwin so i don't know i thought that was a weird partnership um it's a t-shirt for 80 dollars or a long sleeve t-shirt for like 110 what yeah it's like it's a weird. white t-shirt man you're just gonna it's get weird. it dirty you're going to spill relish on it. It's just going to, you know, you're never going to get it out because no one uses spray and wash anymore. It's weird. Um, Stain there stick. Were, <laughs> there were a couple MLS stories I just wanted to touch on real quick. Matthias gotcha. Almeida, the San Slowly. Jose coach, got suspended for two games by MLS for his little tirade against LAFC, if you remember, when he, uh, he went crazy, kind of kicked out his translator. And then uh, was like, no, I'm actually the one that's been ejected, okay. And then apparently said he was going to meet the ref in the hallway at halftime. I don't know if he ever did that. Oh, but Jesus. The, the league spent him two games. What a bully. Yeah. Um, we don't like bullies. I don't really want to talk about Atlanta winning the U.S. Open Cup, but that's a thing that happened. Nah, so who cares? That happened. That, that was a thing. Um, I do Go just want to say, though, to hell. this – this might be a take that I know some people don't agree with, some of our listeners don't agree with, but I, I actually I stand by this take. 
Atlanta, get over yourself with the playing of Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Like that's petty. That's that's not a big time club move. Like get, like you know, for those of you who don't know, Minnesota plays Wonderwall by Oasis whenever they win a game, and it's become a thing in uh, in in Minnesota. And so you know, Atlanta, they've won MLS Cup. They made a huge deal out of winning the Campiones Cup before. Now they won U.S. Open Cup. This is just another trophy to add to their their you know growing trophy list. That's fine. But this was the biggest game in the history of Minnesota United, and they played their asses off, and they all, they played you super hard at your home stadium. They almost scored. They were inches away from equalizing. Uh, almost scored the equalizer. They did score. You don't need to be petty and start trolling them by playing another Oasis song literally first thing when the whistle blows. Like Just go enjoy your trophy. Have a good time. Don't shove it in the faces of a club who's built and worked for four or five years, however long it's been, to get to this point. That just doesn't seem like a thing that you know a big time club should do. So I don't a little know. classless, sure. Yeah, it just bothered me. So, but that's a personal thing. I'll get over it. I didn't lose any sleep. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, and then you know. Obviously, Sporting KC signed Felipe Hernandez to a homegrown contract, which is exciting. Um, and then, you know, I think you have something you want to get to, too, so I'll, I'll give you a couple minutes. But just the last thing that I wanted to say was the U.S. men's national team plays Mexico on Friday. Um, I don't know if anybody will watch or cares, but there are some young players coming in. Um, Josh Sargent had a very amazing goal uh, for Werder Bremen in the Bundesliga. Um I don't know if you saw it, but he uh, he had a, a pretty brilliant sort of first touch to kind of like bounce it off his chest and then kicked it above the goalie and then finished it beautifully. So, um, I don't know. Do you have any interest in seeing a player like Sargent and some of these other young players take on, even if it's a watered-down Mexican side in a friendly, just to see how they look? Or, or are you kind of still meh on the U.S. men's national team? Uh I mean, I'm still kind of meh, but you know, I'll, I'll watch, uh, maybe, probably some of it. Yeah, I'm bummed. Timothy Weah is not there because apparently Greg Bearhalter said he has a pretty bad hamstring tear, which does not sound fun. Um, Yeesh. I would like to see Weah there, um, but he will not be there. Um, there's going to be plenty of other interesting players that are there, though. Some who are not going to be there, though, are. Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this before we end. Um, Bearalter said he did not call in Michael Bradley and Josie Altidore uh, because he knew that Toronto FC had a couple of games to play during the window. Um, but he did call in Tyler Miller and Walker Zimmerman from LAFC. He did call in Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris from Seattle. He called in Sean Johnson from NYCFC, um, Nick Lima and Jackson Ewell from the Earthquakes, Corey Baird, Real Salt Lake, and Sebastian Legette from LA Galaxy. All of them are going to miss games with their clubs, but apparently that didn't matter. So why do you think, or does it seem fair to you, that Toronto is getting seemingly special treatment for some players, but the rest of these clubs, Bearalter's kind of like, eh, screw you, whatever. Seems kind of weird to me. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Uh, you know, I I don't like that. I don't know, man. They 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 they're they're not calling in Michael Bradley or Josie Bradley because they have a chance at the playoffs. Josie Bradley, okay. Josie Altidore. What did I say? 
Josie Bradley. <laughs> did I say Michael <laughs> out the door? You didn't, no, but Josie Bradley's the oh. long lost Bradley brother. <laughs> That's hilarious. That there's like a you know face mashup or something, a little face swap. There's a, a very they, uh, close resemblance between the two of them. <laughs> it just shows that these European South American teams, they don't give a fuck if you're trying to make the playoffs or not, because sporting lost half their starting roster. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like I'm all for not calling Michael Bradley and Josie Altador in anymore because I don't need them to be a part of the U.S. men's national team anymore. Sure. I but just think it's state weird. That reason is right. bullshit. Exactly. If that's gonna be your reason, then you have to expect that you're gonna get backlash from other fan bases who are like, okay, why are they getting special treatment and we're not? Right. Um, which I yeah, guess exactly. then you you can take it up with MLS as to why do we have a schedule where we have to play through international windows but that opens a whole other pandora's box so anyway that's about about all i got um you got anything else for our good listeners i got one thing i'm thinking uh you know if you guys want us to like have guests on the show i mean power of twitter man post at people i mean tweet tweet at somebody and and tag us in it you want Benny Failhaber on this podcast? Say, yo, at Benny Failhaber, we need to get you on no other pod. Do it. You know, uh, you know, we've got some things in the pipeline. We've reached out to different people, and some things may or may not be moving in the right direction. So we'll just have to see how it works out. But, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, man, power of the people, right? Uh, power in numbers. Let's, let's get who we want on here. This is – we say it all the time. This is not – uh, a journalism podcast we we don't do this for us the, we wanted this to be like a fans podcast man like we are fans uh yes you're in the press box yes you do write-ups for blue testament but we are fans uh at the end of the day and we're not over here you know we're taking a a, a medium approach to things we're giving real emotions we're the real real things other people are thinking as well so all i'm saying is if you guys want get people on let's uh let's make that happen right Hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, let us know who you guys want on the podcast, and yeah, if they're on Twitter, tag them when you let us know. Because then maybe if they're not aware, hopefully they already are. But if they're not, they'll be aware then if they see it. So, um, like there Dan said, they know people are listening. <laughs> like Dan said, we have a couple um, things we're working on down the pipeline, but uh, doesn't hurt to get more ideas from you guys. And it doesn't just have to be players. If there's somebody else around the club that you think would be an interesting person to talk to, I'm sure there are tons yeah. of fascinating stories. Um, if there's somebody that's been working your section since Children's Mercy Park opened way back when as Livestrong Sporting Park, and you've had the same oh, guest services person for 10 years, I'm sure that person would have great stories. So Maybe we need to get a season ticket representative on here, or maybe we need to get the Baldwin CEO on here. And <laughs> we'll just yell at them about $107 t-shirts. Um, <laughs> Who's got that money, man? But yeah, let us know who you guys think we should get on, and, and we will do our best to accommodate. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. As always, thank you. couldn't do it without you. Uh, make sure you follow us at NoOtherPod, at DanCruiser, at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us those emails like Natasha nootherpod at gmail.com and uh yeah make sure you uh give us those itunes five star ratings and reviews but uh until then we'll be back next week with hopefully 
a fourth straight victory pod after uh, beating Portland in Portland. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. And I'm off to smoke some butt weed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.